Welcome to the Red Cloud Research Roundup, hosted by Red Cloud Financial Services. It is June 5th. This week, the research team is looking at three different companies as news floods in. Serato Gold recently announced the acquisition of iron and vanadium company Voyager Metals. This is alongside their Q1 financial reports. Finance analyst Timothy Lee is here to provide updates on this news, as well as Power Nickel's recent drill results. But first, Alina Islam, mining analyst, is here to announce the research team's coverage initiation on Brunswick exploration. So with that, Alina, over to you. Thanks a lot for the warm welcome. I'm back to talk about my favorite topic, which is lithium. Uh, So last week, we saw lithium prices climb in China and globally, and we believe that we could potentially have seen the bottoming out of prices here. Benchmark Mineral Intelligence reported that prices for technical grade carbonate have increased by 7% week over week, while battery grade carbonate increased by 6% week over week in China. This is despite uh, demand from the EV industry remaining subdued, but Benchmark reports that it has to do with several factors, including sellers withholding material causing tightness, as well as cathode manufacturers that were increasing their inventory levels in anticipation of a coming price increase. We also saw carbonate prices rise in Europe, North and South America as a reflection of the Chinese and Asian markets. Looking at hydroxide, we saw prices increase in China, but at a slower pace than the week before, but remaining stable in the rest of the world as the supply chain looks to manage market uncertainty. Spodumene prices also continue to increase with Benchmark reporting that one transaction of in-specification material was completed at $4,900 a ton. So against this positive macroeconomic backdrop, this week I wanted to talk about Brunswick Exploration. Uh, I would note that Brunswick is a banking client. So last week, we initiated coverage on Brunswick Exploration with a buy speculative rating and no target price. Brunswick is truly an early stage lithium explorer with a large portfolio of lithium pegmatite projects in Quebec, Ontario, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Atlantic Canada. So what makes this company unique is that It is systematically conducting grassroots exploration for lithium across new and known pegmatite fields in Canada. So after building its portfolio of assets over the last two years, it began its exploration programs on two of its projects earlier this year with more to follow over the remainder of 2023. We like the Brunswick story for a few reasons. First, the company has a clear strategy for advancing its projects. It has staked or acquired assets in areas that are prospective for lithium and now has over 650 S-type pegmatites in its portfolio. This is important because only S-type granites can fractionate to produce fluids which generate lithium cesium tantalum pegmatites. A key part of the company strategy includes using modern technology to make quick decisions in the field. So this includes the use of portable equipment like an XRF gun, which allows the field team to identify rubidium. 
And management has indicated to us that elevated concentrations of this element are indicative of a pegmatite that may contain lithium. What this does is that it essentially allows the team to make a decision on the field on whether a particular pegmatite makes it to the next phase of exploration or whether they should move on to testing another pegmatite at the project. So the approach has proved successful for Brunswick so far. Uh, it has moved two projects, Anitaka Western Quebec and Hurston, Ontario, to the drilling stage within six months of acquisition. The second point I'd like to make here is that the management team comprises of individuals that have a stellar history in the exploration and development space, and we believe that the team has the expertise to do it again. Robert Ware's executive chairman was one of the founders of Cisco Mining and was involved in the discovery of Canada's largest gold mine, Canadian Malartic. Killian Charles, president and CEO, was VP Corporate Development for Cisco Metals and continues to be a special advisor to the company. I would point out that the uh, Cisco Group actually owns 10% of Brunswick, while management and insiders own about 35%. So their interests are very well aligned with uh, those of shareholders. And finally, we believe there is upside potential here with several exploration programs underway across its large pegmatite portfolio and a steady stream of news expected over the next several months. So, um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, for the last two years, uh, Brunswick has been in build mode. It's been acquiring assets in areas that are prospective for lithium. But it recently completed a $9.5 billion financing and now has enough in the bank to fund its exploration programs across its entire portfolio. We've already seen the first set of assays from its Anitaka West project. And while several intercepts here were greater than 1% lithium oxide, they were over narrow widths. Uh, results from six holes here still remain pending. A 1,000-meter drill program is also underway at Hearst in Ontario, and we look forward to seeing these results since uh, chip sampling here at the decoy pegmatite returned up to 5.1% lithium oxide. And lastly, several prospecting programs are underway across multiple projects in Ontario, Quebec, Manitoba, and Saskatchewan to delineate drill targets for the future. So to recap, we like the Brunswick story because of its exploration potential. The company has amassed a large land package across Canada. It has identified the right rocks and with over 650 S-type pegmatites on its portfolio, we believe it is primed to make a discovery as exploration is really a numbers game. And statistically, at least 1% to 2% of these pegmatites are anticipated to be element enriched. So that's all from me. Over to you, Tim. Thanks, Alina. This week, I will talk about financial results and the closure of an acquisition by one company and drilling results from a second. First, Serato Gold reported financial results for the first quarter of 2023, as well as the closure of its previously announced acquisition of Voyager Metals. Serato is CERT on the TSX Venture Exchange, and we have a buy rating and a $3.50 target price. For the quarter, Serato reported a net loss of $0.09 cents per share compared to our estimate of earnings of $0.05 cents and consensus of $0.07. Cents. Stripping out one-time items and adjusting for a deferred revenue adjustment, adjusted EBITDA totaled U.S. $8.2 million, down 15% from the $9.7 million for the first quarter of 2022. 
Revenues totaled $27.5 million on the sale of about 16,000 ounces of gold and over 15,000 ounces of silver. Those revenues and the average realized gold price were affected by a one-time deferred revenue adjustment of $2.4 million related to the streaming agreement on the Minera Don Nicholas mine. Revenue for the quarter without that deferred revenue adjustment was $29.9 million. Operating cash flow totaled $17.3 million, up from $8.8 million in the year-ago period and up from $8.4 million in the previous quarter. After the closure of the Voyager Metals acquisition, we now include a value for the Monsocier Iron Vanadium Deposit in Quebec. We have attributed a value of $0.05 per ton iron based on comparables and updated the share count for the all-stock acquisition. With that added, we have increased our target price to $3.50, up from $3.40 previously. As well, Power Nickel reported drilling results from its flagship NISC, Nickel Copper Cobalt PGM project in Quebec. Power Nickel is PNPN on the TSX Venture Exchange. We do not currently rate the shares of Power Nickel. The three holes were drilled within the central high-grade zone, stepping out along strike and down plunge from a previously reported hole that had encountered a wide high-grade intersection. All three holes encountered massive sulfides, with a broader interval in hole 28 and narrower massive sulfide beds in the other two holes. Highlight results include 1.01% nickel and 0.27% copper, as well as cobalt and PGMs, over 14.4 meters, including 1.69% nickel and 0.37% copper, over 7.8 meters. The company believes that the broader intersection in hole 28 is located within the hinge or nose of a fold, while the narrower intersections in the other two holes are located along the limbs of the fold. These results expand this high-grade zone by 75 meters of depth and 150 meters along strike. In our view, these are positive results as all three holes encountered massive sulfide beds with nickel, copper, cobalt, PGM mineralization. While the intersections were not as broad as the previous hole in this area, they nonetheless further expand on and demonstrate continuity of mineralization within the high-grade zone. One set of assays from the 2023 drill program remains to be released, and the company expects those in June. Follow-up ground geophysics is also expected to be conducted this summer. Power Nickel expects to take the results from historical drilling, as well as its own drilling, combined with a new metallurgical study, and ultimately prepare a new NI-43101 technical report, which is expected to be delivered in the third quarter. Thanks for listening to the Red Cloud Research Roundup podcast. We hope you enjoyed this dive into recent notable mining news. Remember, you can join us every Monday for new episodes. And as always, you can head over to redcloudsecurities.com to access our research portal, to read full disclosures, and to sign up to our email list. That's it for this episode, and see you next time.